like me Maybe we don't agree Maybe that doesn't mean We gotta be enemies Maybe we just get brave Take a big leap of faith Call a truce so me and you Can find a better way Let's take some time, open our eyes Look and listen Yeah And we're gonna find we're more alike Than we are different Good evening. Uh, welcome to our podcast. This is James Paul White. This is called Live It Out with James Paul White. And I'm trying to clip this to my sweater. Um, I apologize ahead of time. I'm a little frustrated. Uh, we haven't had a lot of traffic on this podcast. And uh, it can be... Um, it can be frustrating, but um, I'm going to keep plugging forward, keep moving forward, and um, God willing, uh, more and more people will subscribe and will keep moving in the right direction. So, we're on week uh, five. Wow. Talking about love. Um, the next series will be about uh, verses that deal with uh, how we treat one another. There's over 50 different verses that I have uh, done research on. And um, I'm pretty excited about the next series. But we're, but we're not done with this one yet. And uh, we're going to hit some of the same ideas that we did before. Um, and some of it may be a little repetitive, but I'll tell you that the reason that I want to cover it is because we're going from 1 Corinthians all the way to Hebrews, hopefully in one t- tonight. Um, actually, I'm, I may just, let's see, There's I got 13 more verses to cover. Let's just cover 2, 3, 4, 5, cover these seven, and then we'll do one more on love. We'll cover these last six on this page. And call it good. Um, but the reason why these concepts need to be brought up again and again and again is because it's so important to recognize how much, number one, God loves us. Number two, how much God wants us to love one another. You know, if we go back to Matthew 22, uh, 37 through 40, that's where Jesus said, you know, the greatest two commandments are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So, let's get started. Um, 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Let all that you do be done with love. Oh, wow. I was not very loving on the way home from work. Um, I texted uh, someone and said I'd be home in about... 15 minutes, and I got to where I-70 and I-435, um, you know, I just normally get off on the exit and go south and head home, and uh, there was an accident there. 
So of course traffic was slowed down to a standstill and I had to, once I got past the accident, I had to take 435 north and go up one exit and then turn around and then just go 435 south from there, um, which meant I had to go over the bridge. I was going over the bridge basically almost above where the accident was in order to get home. So 35 minutes later, you know, I finally made it and it's like, I was not a happy camper. And it's like, you know, the people around me didn't cause the accident. The people, um, you know, there were a couple people there that probably got one car was really messed up. And I hope and pray that that person is going to be okay. But for a little bit, just for a little bit, you know, my whole, all my thinking was about myself and wanting to get home and wanting to, to do stuff. And it's like, I, I became so self-centered that quickly. And it, that's where, that's what happens to us. We forget about how our actions affect other people. We forget that other people have needs as well. And it can take you down a dark path very quickly. So let all that you be done, all you do be done with love. That includes at work, at school, with your family, with your friends, you know, even watching the Super Bowl this Sunday, you know. Obviously, I live in Kansas City. I want the Chiefs to win. But, you know, I don't want to see anybody on the on either side get hurt or injured. You know, those are people with real families. And, you know, the last thing I want to see is somebody get hurt seriously. Um... It wouldn't bother me if, you know, Tom Brady got sacked and his head hit the grass and for like the next two hours he forgot how to play football, you know. I think that would be kind of funny, but, um, you know, just not permanently get hurt, just like temporary amnesia, you know. But even, you know, reading, rooting for a sporting event, I need to do that in love. That's another area that I need to work on. So, flip on over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Normally a lot of people um, look to verse 17 because it's a really good passage and it talks about us being a new creation in Christ, but couple verses before that, this is what it says. In verse 14, it says, For the love of Christ compels us, that because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. What does that mean? It is the love of Christ that compels us to act the way we act. When we are walking in the Spirit, of course. You know, we die to ourselves. 
when you become a Christian, you just don't get a get-out-of-hell-free card. You become a servant of Christ. And that means everything we do and everything we say needs to be done in a way that glorifies Him. Now, Americans don't like to hear that because we like to be independent. We like to think that nobody has the right to tell us what to do and we can do whatever we want. And that's what freedom is. Not really. See, the truth is, <clears throat> when before you became a Christian, you were a slave to sin. And now you are a slave to righteousness. You know, there are things in my life right now as a single guy that I can't do. I should not be, for example, engaged in sexual activity with anyone. Now, if I were to get on my knee and propose and, and you know, get married, then I'm in a covenant with one woman. That's it. One. And that means that the only person I'm supposed to be uh, in uh, relations with is her. That's it. We can't just do whatever we want. It is the love of Christ that compels us. And ultimately, we died to ourselves. He died for us. Now we need to die to self. All right, let's flip over a couple pages to in Galatians 5.14. I say flip, I'm scrolling on my phone. Galatians 5.14. Of course, this is repeated multiple places in the Bible. Uh, I, I talked to you about that um, in Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40, talks about loving God and loving your neighbor. I'm trying to... But the whole love your neighbor as yourself actually comes from Leviticus 19.18. But it is quoted here in Galatians 5.14. It says, For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is fulfilled, or that is from Leviticus 19.18. I keep bringing that up because a lot of times people will ignore what it says in the Old Testament. And... We have to understand that the people that wrote the New Testament were influenced by the Old Testament. These were Jews that followed Jesus. Of course, Paul met Jesus after the resurrection. And so Jesus is the fulfillment of the, of the law. There were over 300 prophecies about Jesus. You know, I, I, that would be a, another cool series to do. I, I'm seriously considering it. 
you know, of course, we still got to do the one about one another. <laughs> but m maybe down the road, we can do a series on this on the passages in the Old Testament that talk about Jesus. Because if you add them all up, the odds of all of them being fulfilled are just astronomical. I mean, it's just it's statistically impossible, but it happened. So, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to pray about that one. I really like that. I feel led to, to do that. Okay. Flip over to, to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. If you're having a hard time finding it, uh, there's two different acronyms. And one of them says, uh, Gentiles eat pork chops. G-E-P-C, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. I learned that one a long time ago. Another one, Somebody else told me one is G-E Power Company. So that helps you to remember Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Uh, those are four of the letters that Paul wrote. So Ephesians 4.2 says, oh, let's just read verse 1 also. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called. I could talk about that all night. That walk, that daily walk, every step we take, every decision we make on a daily basis, is supposed to glorify God. Verse 2, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. Hmm. Goes back to how we treat one another. You know, it is so funny. In my when I was in my twenties, I just had it in my head that everybody had to think and act like I did. And if they didn't, I didn't agree with them, and I didn't hang out with them, and I didn't want anything to do with them. And now I understand that in order to truly love other people, you have to give them grace. That you can't expect everybody to think and act like you do. Not everybody's going to agree with everything that you agree with. And... That's how we bear with one another in love, because ultimately, as the body of, in Christ, body of Christ, everybody who's a Christian is linked together through Jesus. Some churches have stained glass. Some of them don't. Some of them still use hymns and, and the people, they play organs, you know, and there are some really beautiful hymns out there. Some, the worship almost sounds like you're at a rock concert. And we call, what we it's funny, what we call modern Christian music. You know, I remember songs in my early 20s that some people today might consider old. You know, when's the last time you heard... Uh, Trading My Sorrows by Daryl Evans at a church service. When I, when I got uh, married the first time, I, I, I went to an Assembly of God church. 
in Stillwater, Oklahoma. It was called the University Worship Center. And they had a fantastic worship band. And I swear we sang Trading My Sorrows at least once a month, if not more. It probably was closer to every other week. And it's a very powerful song. If you've never heard it, look it up on YouTube because it's a very powerful song, but I hardly ever hear anybody sing it anymore. So, it's one of my favorite songs. But some people might look at me and be like, oh my gosh, James, you're so old. You're so old-fashioned. You know, you need to stay up with the times and listen to the newer stuff. And it's like, you know, I have a right to like the old stuff too. And I don't even think of it as old. But that's bearing with each other, with one another in love. I might like different worship music than you. I might like to have the worship or the service done a different way. But that's okay. Um, this next one is so powerful. Um, same chapter. Ephesians 4. Um, if you're familiar with this chapter, you know that Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 talks about leadership and why we have different leaders in the body of Christ. They're there to build us up in our faith. Um, I'd like to think of myself as a teacher. Of course, I might be proven wrong, but I believe that... He, you know, I've had several people tell me that I have the gift of teaching. So, and we are taught, I'm just going to start at verse 14. It says, so that we no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So, you know, you have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to build up the body of Christ so that the people in the body of Christ are not tossed around by every new doctrine that comes around. And then it hits to verse 15, which is talks about the most important part. And it says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. We're supposed to speak the truth in love. That means I may have to tell you something that you don't want to hear. But I'm doing it in love because I want to see you grow. This could be just if you were my friend and I see it developing a habit or a pattern in your life that's not healthy. This could be me as a Bible teacher teaching on a subject and it may be painful. You'd be like, wow, I really don't want to listen to that. But the whole point is, I want you to grow up in your faith and become more like Christ. I think the New Living Translation says this verse better. I'm going to switch over to that real quick. It says, I love it the way that this is. It says it like this. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. That right there is the sole reason that I do podcasts. That's why I do videos on YouTube. That's why I want to travel and teach the Bible. I want to see Christians grow up in their faith. 
I don't want you to become like me. I'm just a servant of Christ. I'm just a guy. I'm a person. Now, I would like it if you would share the podcast with other people and if other people subscribed and if other people started watching the YouTube channel. Why? Because I want the platform to grow so that I can reach more people and I can inspire more people to do what? Not become like me, but to become more like Christ. That's what it's all about. This one verse encapsulates everything that's going on here. And that's what I ask you to pray. You know, help me, Lord, to become more and more like Jesus each and every day. That's a powerful prayer. It's a very powerful prayer. Um, let's see. Staying in Ephesians, flip over to Ephesians 5. Actually, so let's start in verse 1, because there's something here that... Uh, it kind of reiterates what I just said. <laughs> Ephesians 5, let's start with verse 1. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. Oh, I'm still in the New, New Living Translation. Let me switch back. Let me switch back to the New King James. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, just as Christ, as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling um, sweet-smelling aroma. Or to walk in love. That's a daily thing. Do I always feel like being loving? No. Do I always feel like being kind? Once again, no. But we are to walk in love. And that is so important. Why is that? Well, keep reading. Look at verses 3 and 4. It says, but no, but fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as fitting for the saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. If we're going to trust God with our lives, if we're going to trust God with how we live, it means we need to trust him in every detail of our life. Okay, now I want you to scroll down a little bit or look down in your Bibles if you can. <laughs> Keep forgetting some people are actually using an actual physical Bible instead of an app. Um, and I'm not here to promote the Takarta app, but I have used the Takarta app for years and years and years, and I absolutely love it. So, Ephesians 5, 25. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up, gave himself for her. So that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to be him to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Pay attention, guys, to verse 28. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies, for he who loves his wife loves himself. Guys, this is why when there's a noise in the house, we're the ones that get up and go find out what it, what it is. 
This is why when it's raining out, you hold your umbrella over your over your wife. This is why we um, will run to the store when it's pouring rain outside or if the roads are really bad, if we're out of milk or if we need something. We do stuff like that because we love our spouse. And I think too many guys focus on the verses 22 to 24. And yes, it does call for wives to be submissive. But guess what, guys? We're also called to love our wife like Jesus loves the church. Now, I don't want to go into too much depth about this because I'm not really the expert in this area. But I would suggest going online and looking at some of the videos that Mike Bickle does when he talks about the bridegroom and the church being the bride of Christ. Because Jesus loves us collectively as the church, the big C church, all of the Christians in the world together. That makes up the bride of Christ. And one day he's going to come back for his bride. You know, the world thinks that um, marriage is just something you do. And, well, if they don't make me happy, then I can just get rid of them. Or I can get rid of her. You know, that's not what it's about. Through sickness and in health. Till death do us part. You, you enter into a covenant in marriage that's sacred. And it's permanent. And yet we live by our feelings so much that, you know, if somebody hurts our feelings, I guess this wasn't meant to be. It's like, no, it's because you have two unique human beings who are living together and may not always want the same things and may not always be on the same sheet of music. But guess what, husbands? We are called to love our wives as Christ loves the church. That's pretty intense. So I would suggest if you're married, if you're a married person, read through that passage in Ephesians 5. Because just like I was told one time, about ministry. So ministry is not about me. It's about the people we serve. Well, marriage is not about you. You serve one another in love. And you are concerned about each other's needs. And you're like, well, what about me? Well, if you're doing what you need to do, your sp spouse will take care of your needs if you're taking care of each other's needs, you're gonna, things are going to work out. Now, well, that's pretty much it. I, I think that's a good place to stop. What we'll do is we'll finish up. Uh, we'll start at Colossians 3.14 and go all the way to Hebrews 10.24. And um, this will be next week will be the last week on love. And then we'll start our series on one another. And I'm going to just go ahead and take my little notebook here. And I'm just going to make a note to myself about 
we're going to do in the future, we'll do a series on the prophecies about Jesus. I think it's going to be awesome. We got a lot of good material coming up in 2021. So please tell your friends. Uh, you can even go so far as to go on Facebook or Twitter and tell people to come check out the podcast. You know, live it out with James Paul White. Uh, please check out the YouTube channel. Um, right now, I'm, I'm at 37 subscribe. I'm at 37 subscribers, and uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm grateful for those people. Um, but we got a lot of work to do because. Uh, once I get to the point where I'm actually pulling in income from the podcast and the YouTube channel, then I can actually travel and teach the Bible full time and um, I can retire as a chaplain. That'd be great. So I hope you did get something out of this. If you need to contact me, I uh, have comments, suggestions, whatever, uh, email is jamespaulwhite47 at gmail.com. That's jamespaulwhite47 at gmail.com. Or if you're a church and you're interested in me coming to speak after this pandemic is over, which could be six months, it could be a year, I don't know. Um, God willing, this it'll be over before the fall. And we'll be able to walk around without masks on. Uh, you can call the ministry phone, which is what I was using for my... I was using the Bible app early, earlier. Uh, so I'm holding my ministry phone right now. This phone number is 816-200-4954. That's 816-200-4954. So... Like I said, next week will be the last one on love. And I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, take care and God bless. Oh, hey, also on the YouTube channel, we'll be doing another video about verses that are hard to live out. So um, if you have a suggestion, send me an email or put a comment at the end of a video that you want to see a verse talked about, and I'll talk about that verse. So... Have a great week. Take care and God bless. And, uh, of course, go Chiefs.